I'm going to keep my money and buy me some good old Tennessee drinking whiskey with it. The When It Was Cool Podcast Network. Solid gold, baby, just like you and me. Solid gold, just like you and me. Whenitwascool.com. Your source for retro pop culture fun. Whenitwascool.com. Family friendly and fun. You too fat and out of shape. 100 Darkest Moments in Pop Culture History. This series, we're now up into the 80s of this series, is produced and distributed by whenitwascool.com. This can be heard at whenitwascool.com, wrestlingobserver.com, figure4online.com, Dark Matter Digital Network, and any major podcasting outlet, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you would expect a major podcast to be. In our series so far, we've talked about a lot of deaths, a lot of tragedies, a lot of accidents, a lot of scandals such as uh, sports scandals and, and, and TV scandals. And this episode, this is a very difficult one because it is so salacious and so uncalled for, so out of the blue and so unnecessary. And I don't even know how to categorize it. This is a, a, a personal failing. This is a, this is racism at its absolute vocalized worst. When I talk about popular culture, and we've mentioned this many times over at whenitwascool.com, which is a podcast that celebrates pop culture, in particular retro pop culture, I've said that pop culture is the thing that, that brings us joy and happiness. It gives us a break from a lot of the very disturbing stuff in the world. And, and there's a lot, if you, if you spend even a moment watching the news, and I almost caution you not to watch the news because it is so demoralizing, so depressing, so scandal-ridden. Uh, you're inundated with bad things happening over and over and over again. It's, uh, it's disturbing. And... To have a break from that by some sort of popular culture, meaning music or sports, or in this case, comedy, TV, movies. Comedy is is a, is a great relief from this. And, and fortunately, in our series, we've seen a couple instances already of people aligned with comedy doing very bad things. Bill Cosby uh, and his scandal comes to mind. This one is absolutely outrageous because it's so shocking and this comes from an era going back actually to 2006 and this was an era where you know you think about it in 2006 it doesn't seem that long ago even though you know we're, we're approaching 20 years ago it was uh, shocking was pop culture back then you had shock jocks you had you know howard stern you had south park and family guy and all these various tv shows mad tv all these shows that were trying to be shocking and, and it seemed like that was the that was the bend of comedy back at that time was to be as salacious as possible and oftentimes so, or I say oftentimes, many times, it went too far and by 2023 standards are, you know, is absolutely atrocious. It's, it's hard to believe that some of the people that uh, were doing this comedy back then are, are still around today, that, that uh, it's, it's, it's hard to believe we're even in the same world that's just happening. Some of the stuff that South Park uh, talked about, you know, in today's very, admittedly, very sensitive world, let's just be honest, uh, is difficult. But 
sometimes it's not just sensitivity. Sometimes stuff is just outrageous, uncalled for, and unnecessary. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. The character Kramer from Seinfeld, a very funny show, very New York-centric show. I'm not from New York, but I understand from people I know from New York that it's a, it's a show that has a lot of different levels to it, especially if you're from New York. Well, I'm not from New York, and I found the show very funny. The, the show had great characters, great comedy. Jerry Seinfeld's uh, great, and some of the characters on there, uh, very interesting. Kramer, certainly the very quirky, uh, neurotic Kramer, was a very memorable TV character. He was played by an actor named Michael Richards. And then it all went wrong in 2006. Of course, Seinfeld had come to an end by that point. But wow, we're going to talk about the Laugh Factory incident with Michael Richards. Parental discretion is advised. We're going to be talking about a sensitive topic and a very disgusting moment. Certainly one of the 100 darkest moments in pop culture history. One of the 100 worst moments in pop culture history. Let's talk about it now. How did you happen to get in here? I ran here. You scared the daylights out of me last night. Seems like the truth shouldn't scare anybody. Man or boy. What's the matter, Lieutenant? Is this thing getting you? Oh, no, no. I'm just thinking about public reaction to all this. Can't even believe this has been that long ago. It seemed like it was more recent than that, but 2006. But let's travel back a little before that till we get to what we're talking about. Michael Richards, the actor, got his big TV break in 1979, appearing in Billy Crystal's first cable TV special. In 1980, he began as one of the cast members on ABC's Friday's television show, where Larry David was a fellow cast member and writer included a famous instance where Andy Kaufman refused to deliver his scripted lines, leading to, leading to Richards uh, bringing out cue cards on screen to Kaufman, causing him to throw his drink in Richards' face before a small riot ensued. Michael Richards later claimed he was in on the joke, as was the case with most of Andy Kaufman's seemingly unscripted, but as we found out later, you know, scripted but but very odd and very different comedy the the film man on the moon featured a reenactment of the andy kaufman incidents where richards was portrayed by actor norm mcdonald uh he although he's never referred to by name so he could be seen as composite character taking the place of richards in 1986 richards had a minor role in the cult satirical tv miniseries fresno playing one of a pair of inept criminal henchmen in 1989, Michael Richards had a supporting role in Weird Al Yankovic's comedy film UHF. Remember that film? Very strange film in its own right. As the janitor Stanley Spadawoski. On television, he appeared in Miami Vice as an unscrupulous bookie. Yeah, imagine. It's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, he's most known as being 
uh, Kramer, but you know, he was in, in actually a fairly significant amount of, of pop culturally well-known in, instances and in, in shows back before his time on Seinfeld on television. You know, he had the, uh, played the booker Miami vice. And then, uh, in chairs, he had a character trying to collect on an old bet with Sam Malone, made several guest appearances on Jay Leno. According to an interview with executive producer Dave Holman, ABC first conceived the series Monk as a procedural police comedy with an Inspector Clouseau-like character suffering from obsessive-compulsive disorder. Holman said ABC wanted Richards to play Adrian Monk, but he turned it down. Yeah, he was up for the lead role in that. 1989 comes along, and this is where we get to the Michael Richards we all know. In 1989, Richards was cast as Cosmo Kramer in the NBC television series Seinfeld, created by fellow Friday's cast member Larry David and comedian Jerry Seinfeld. Although it got off to a slow start, by the mid-1990s it had become one of the most popular sitcoms in television history. It ended its nine-year run in 1998 at number one in the Nielsen ratings. Yes, Seinfeld went out on top. It was a huge pop culture success. It was... uh, gigantically popular and went out on top. I mean, that's that's amazing. In Seinfeld, Kramer is the across-the-hall neighbor of the show's uh, main character. He is usually referred to only by his last name. His first name, Cosmo, is revealed in the sixth season episode, The Switch. Michael Richard won more Emmys than any other Seinfeld cast member. Can you believe that? Even more than Jerry Seinfeld, taking home the award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series in 1993, 1994, and 1997. Starting in 2004, he and his fellow Seinfeld cast members provided interviews and audio commentaries for the Seinfeld DVDs. Michael Richard stepped down from providing audio commentary after season five, though he continued to provide interviews. He even had his own spinoff show. In 2000, after the end of Seinfeld, Richards began working on a new series for NBC, his first major project since Seinfeld's finale. The Michael Richards Show, for which Richards received co-writer and co-executive producer credits, was conceived as a comedy mystery starring Richards as a bumbling private investigator. When the first pilot failed with test audiences, NBC ordered that the show be retooled into a more conventional office-based sitcom before its premiere. After a few weeks of poor ratings, however, negative reviews, the show was canceled. And uh, so you might think there, well, you know, that's a that's a pretty good run if that's the end of of Cosmo Kramer, Michael Richards. Uh, that he's going to be forever remembered as Kramer. He's going to be typecast as that. And let's face it, that's not the worst thing to be typecast. An award-winning supporting actor. Very funny, very memorable person. Here in 2023, if I say Kramer, everybody remembers, knows exactly who I'm talking about. The tall guy, weird hair, on Seinfeld, acting all bumbling, acting all strange, neurotic, and weird. Yes, that is Kramer. But he's not on the 100 darkest moments in pop culture history because of that. No, he's a stand-up comedian. But what he did in 2006 was not funny. Now, let me first off say, I have no love for hecklers at comedy shows. I've been to lots of comedy shows in my time. 
They are utterly annoying. They aren't funny. You aren't, you're hijacking the show for the rest of us. You're, we're ticket-paying audience members as well. So, look, I have no love lost for hecklers. And many times these comedians uh, turn the table on hecklers. Heck, a lot of times these hecklers are plants in the audience for exactly that to happen. The, the comedian to turn the tables on or to to play a skit off of. It's it's part of the it's part of the uh, stand-up comedy uh, whole genre of it. I've been to shows where it worked. I've been to shows where it didn't work. I've been to shows where it was funny. I've been to shows where it was utterly annoying. But nevertheless, nevertheless, in 19, or excuse me, in 2006, rather, this was not funny. Admittedly, a group of hecklers, and, and a group of pretty disruptive hecklers, cause a real problem. During a performance, November 17, 2006, at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, California, Michael Richards launched into a racist rant. And this wasn't just a minor racist rant either. This was a hardcore, as bad as you might think, terrible racist rant. It uses words that I am not about to repeat on here. I am not going to play the segment. I don't encourage you to go find the segment because as bad as I'm making it out to be, it's even worse. The worst of racial slurs are used. Uh, this was aimed against a uh, group of Latino and African American uh, uh, audience members who admittedly were being disruptive, but nevertheless, the, he's going to make references to lynching. He's going to make references to uh, Jim Crow uh, laws. He's going to use the worst racial slur that you can think of repeatedly, not just once, not just a slip of the tongue, but repeats it over and over and over. It was shocking. It was disgusting. It was even by 2006 standards for people like Howard Stern and people who love South Park and people who love Family Guy and people who loved all these uh, very edgy comedy shows, this was even way, way, way beyond the bounds of acceptable back then. Michael Richards shouted, and again, I'm not even going to go there to quote he shouted this racial slur several times. One of the members of the group was named Kyle Doss. And he said the group had arrived in the middle of the performance and were being a little loud and disruptive. He said that Richard's turn, and this is, a, this is from uh, Kyle Doss. He did an interview with the Situation Room, and this is what he said. And again, I'm not going to repeat all of it. Michael Richards said, quote, look at the stupid and then he refers to the uh, minority groups by their race being loud up there that's the first thing he said and then he kept on with his bit and then after a while I told him my friend doesn't think you're funny again you know maybe maybe they shouldn't have butted in again but the response was way overreaching and then when I told him that that's when he flipped me off and said F you and then started calling him repeated racial slur words. He said, and that's how it all started. That's from Kyle Doss' interview on The Situation Room. This went what we would call viral uh, now. It was everywhere. This video got out. It was obviously so shocking that, you know, it, it caught traction. And 
I mean, if you've ever wanted to see somebody's career absolutely blow up and, and, and sink in, in about three minutes' time, this is that time. <laughs> there's no coming back from this one, let me just tell you. I mean, there's been racial incidents in the past with language for people like Eric Clapton and, and, uh, uh, and, and other entertainers. Uh, this, this was, there's no coming back from this one. It was so egregious. Three days after the incident, Michael Richards made a public apology by satellite on the late show with David Letterman saying, quote, for me to be at a comedy club and to flip out and to say this crap, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. I'm not a racist. I guess that's utterly debatable here, but nevertheless, that's Michael Kramer or excuse me, Michael Richards in his apology said, I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this. Many studio audience members laughed as Richards began his unscathed. And this was very uncomfortable. Look, the, the, the apology on David Letterman was nowhere in the, the hemisphere as, as stomach-churning as the uh, Laugh Factory incident was. But it was utterly uh, odd. It was very odd. It was very disturbing. It was very nervous the the audience is laughing and clearly they had no business jerry seinfeld even reprimands them for laughing it's like nobody knew what to make of this it was utter it was one of those absolutely embarrassing moments uh maybe you should watch the late show with david letterman apology because it's it's really uncomfortable extremely uncomfortable but anyway what he said was i'm deeply deeply sorry that's what's so insane about this. I'm not a racist. Many studio audience members laughed as Richards began his unscripted explanation and apology, thinking that it was a comedy bit. That led the show guest, Jerry Seinfeld, was there to reprimand the audience, saying, Stop laughing. It's not funny. Well, th- thankfully, Jerry Seinfeld there to be the voice of reason. Michael Richards said he had been trying to defuse the heckling by being even more outrageous, but it backfired. He later called civil rights leaders Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson to personally apologize. He also appeared as a guest on Jesse Jackson's uh, syndicated radio show. However, Kyle Doss, who we mentioned earlier from the Situation Room and a member of the audience, said he did not accept Richard's apology. And his reasoning was that, quote, if he wanted to apologize, he could have contacted one of us out of the group. But he didn't. He apologized on camera just because the tape got out. The incident was parodied on several shows. Yes, this was made fun of. It was like pop culture somehow tried to address this. And it was one of those things that we pop culture tried to laugh at, but it wasn't funny. And it was bad literally every time they did it. Mad TV did something on it. Family Guy, South Park. Even WWE Monday Night Raw tried to do something with it. It was terrible. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Michael Richards even appeared on that show poking fun at the incident every one of these come across bad and and uh you know just embarrassing it was just embarrassing in a 2012 episode of seinfeld's web series comedians in cars getting coffee michael richards explained that the outburst still haunted him and was a major reason for his retirement from stand-up i mean this killed his career in, in an era before cancel culture even exist even existed in this instance michael richards literally canceled himself it was this was so bad 
um, others, you know, who had used this racial slur in their their uh, comedy acts uh, up until this time, which were actually, unfortunately, it seems weird in 2023, even considering this was a thing. But many comedians actually did use this this word in their comedy bits even back then. Uh, some of them thought better of it after the fact, and it's, it's you know it's sad that it took something like this to even uh, to even trigger a a response uh, from something like like this a very uncomfortable moment and certainly very dark moment in pop culture history to be sure when we come back after a mid-show break let's talk about michael richards in the uh in the apology tour is there any coming back from that i, I don't think so he never came back from it uh it's still one of those things it's going forever i mean you just can't do this i mean you know we talk, we live in a world full of you know, uh, people making racial comments all the time, anti-Semitic comments all the time. And, uh, you know, you think about uh, Kanye West and some of the stuff he's been involved with recently. Look, some stuff you just can't come back from. It's just a it's just a bridge too far. And certainly a, a very bad, negative, terrible moment in pop culture history. Let's talk about it more right after the break. Here's a soundbite from the Dragon King Carl Classic Wrestling Podcast from WhenItWasCool.com. We get the Patriots. We've already talked about Firebreaker Chip. Todd Champion. Now, how on... Now, mind you, remember, I said these are all essentially male strippers. Van Hammer, the guitar guy. How... Did somebody not name the army guy Dale? How was he not Dale champion? So you could have had Chippendales. I mean, <laughs> have I got to go back in time and book 1992 WCW just so we can have the tag team of Chip and Dale? <laughs> You can get more from this podcast and many others by going to winitwascool.com. And remember, support us on Patreon. I hate even talking about this. Like, I'm uncomfortable even discussing this uh, on here because it's so disgusting to, to do to a public figure of any kind. I mean, can you imagine a politician saying this? Good, good grief. It's just, what was he thinking? How could he even... This is... This is and I think... Some of this is owed to the atmosphere at the time of all the let's try to outshock the other guy, shock jock radio. And look, Howard Stern wasn't even, even, I don't even think in the top five or ten of the worst shock jocks that were out there at the time. They were constantly trying to do just the most, you know, shocking, uh, insensitive thing they could do to get ratings. And, and for some reason, the, the, the American co- comedic pop culture just mindset at that time was just irreverent and it seemed like the worse you could be the more um uh, you know the the more popular you became but even this and i kind of think this this michael richards kramer racist rant um kind of turned the tide on this a little bit it seems like uh, the, the tide started shifting the other direction afterwards, and maybe this was the thing somewhat, if not consciously, subconsciously started uh, changing the, the direction here. 
uh, usmagazine.com had an article back in 2015. Michael Richards, my racist outburst during 2006 stand-up gig was a, quote, reality check. And this was written by Stephanie Webber and Ingrid uh, Mellon, uh, again, from 2015. So let's see if his let's see if his ideas have uh, have have changed any after this. Uh, if he's made any sort of uh, grown any after this, let's hope so. Or if he's still making excuses, what? Let's let's just find out. I don't even know myself really what became because he got canceled out after this. Dropping the microphone, Michael Richards, a.k.a. Seinfeld's Kramer, admits that his 2006 racist outburst during a stand-up show was a, quote, reality check. I had to question whether or not this is my game. I'd done it before, but I always got sort of picked up off the floor and put into projects. Richards, now at this time, age 66, told us, I guess he's now over 70 years old, uh, told us weekly, exclusively, at the AFMDA 3rd Annual Red Star Ball in Beverly Hills on Thursday, October 22nd, again, 2015. Richards attended the event to support his Seinfeld co-star, Jerry Seinfeld. He added, I'd only been doing stand-up at the time that situation happened, about seven or eight months, and I just lost my patience that night because people were heckling me and not letting me work on my material, and I lost my cool. And it is what it is. I've moved on. In the infamous moment, the actor had a racist exchange with someone in the audience while performing at Hollywood's Laugh Factory, repeating, repeatedly saying, F you, then racial slur. He soon apologized during the late show with David Letterman, but damage to his career had already been done. He told us that stand-up may not be in the cards for him anymore, you don't think. I never had a great knack for that, he explained. I was always more of a performance artist in a sense that uh, could be misunderstood given what happened nine years ago. And I am sorry for all that. Jerry is a uh, definitive stand-up, and he, he's performing tonight, and that's his deal. He's really good at it. Uh, at the event, Richards, who considers himself a family man, also shot down the idea of a Seinfeld reboot. The actor starred on the Bluff series from 1989-1998 alongside Seinfeld. I don't see how, if there was one, how you could cast him. I, I really don't. Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Jason Alexander um, he appeared alongside them. He last appeared in an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee in 2014. We could still play it at the ages we are now, but I don't see how that would be a real definitive project here today, he told Us Magazine. We are, we're all capable of making it still shine in a fresh new way, but I don't think that's on the table right now. I think audiences are still seeing it out there for what it is. Classic, a moment in time, and really great comedy. And again, you know, at least in Us, he really didn't... You know, he didn't really make up for nothing there. I don't even know what you say. I don't even know how you come back from this. I, I, I don't. And that really didn't go anywhere near it. Let's go back to the time. This is November of 2006. This is uh, CBSnews.com. So at the time, this is still fresh. 
CBS News says Michael Richards, who played Seinfeld's eccentric neighbor Kramer on the sitcom Seinfeld, publicly apologized for racist comments he made in a tirade aimed at some hecklers at a nightclub where he was working as a stand-up comic. Appearing on The Late Show with David Letterman Monday, the actor spoke live via satellite from Television City, California, and fielded questions from Letterman while in-studio guest Jerry Seinfeld looked on. And this is from the very, uh, <coughs> very embarrassing and uh, just, I don't know, uncomfortable appearance on uh, David Letterman. <laughs> For me to be at a comedy club and flip out and say this crap, says Richards, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. Earlier in the day, as news of Richard's comments hit the web, Seinfeld issued a statement saying he is sick over this horrible, horrible mistake and, called Richard's, uh, and calling Richard's remarks offensive. It sounds more like Jerry Seinfeld has done more apologizing for, for this than uh, Michael Richards actually has. A video on TMZ.com shows the actor at that time, aged 57, repeatedly yelling racial remarks at a man who sat in the audience at the Laugh Factory in West Hollywood. It apparently happened after someone in the crowd said he wasn't funny. Quote, 50 years ago, we'd have you upside down with a curse word, fork up your ass, he says while on stage. You can talk, you can talk. You're brave now, and then he curses him again. Throw him out, he says, and then he repeats one, two, three, four, five times. He's and drops a, a unrepeatable racial slur five times in a row. Again, if you've ever seen the video, it is utterly nauseating. Some chuckling was heard from the audience throughout the outburst, with, along with gasps of, yeah, the, the audience really didn't go for this. I mean, they are like getting up, leaving, and everything, along with gasps of, oh my God, and other explanation, exclamations as Richards veered into unprintable invective. Eventually, someone calls out, it's not funny. That's why you're a reject. Never had no shows, never had no movies. Seinfeld, that's it. Monday night. David Letterman asked Richards if he would have responded to the heckler in a similar vein if he had been of a different race. Good question, David Letterman. It may have happened, said Richards. He certainly wouldn't have called him that. and Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't, but uh, I think it's definitely, I mean, no question. This had a racial component. Just look at the language, for Pete's sake. But David Letterman needed to ask the question, and Michael Richards needed to answer it as insincere or or. Whatever his, his answer may be, let's see what he said. It may have happened. I'm a performer. I push the envelope. I work excuse after excuse. I feel like I'm tired of hearing this guy's excuse. I'm almost prompted not to even give him his say because it's just excuse after excuse. Like literally, there's nothing you can say in, uh, of this other than I am an utter fool and an idiot. I'm sorry. Uh, look, I know I can never be forgiven for this, but I'm sorry. But no, we get excuse after excuse. I work in a very uncontrolled manner on stage. I do a lot of free association. It's spontaneous. I go on into character. I don't know. In view of the situation and the act going the way it was going, I don't know. The rage did go all over the place. It went to everybody in the room. This is just this is an utterly unacceptable apology. Utterly unacceptable. Richard seemed baffled by his own reaction on stage. I'm not a racist. That's what's so insane about this, he said. Well, I mean, uh, evidence is to the contrary here. 
The actor said that he went back to the club later that night and went on stage to get back on the horse, as they say. That was another poor uh, idea. He said he apologized to as many people as he could after the incident, but some of the people he had targeted had already left. He added that he supports the people who complained to the press about his comments. Quote, they've gone to the press, and I think they should. I think it's important for the African-American community to make sure this kind of crap doesn't come about, and I'm sorry that it happened. Having apologized, is there much more you can do, asked David Letterman. Well, that wasn't much of an apology, I would say, but let's see what happened. I just have to do personal work, Richard Supply. I would say that's true. CBS News continues, at one point in his Letterman appearance, Richards grew frustrated and expressed second thoughts about appearing on the program when his use of the term Afro-American caused some audience members to laugh. I'm hearing your audience laugh, and I'm not even sure that this is, this is where I should be addressing the situation, he said. Seinfeld uh, thanked Letterman for giving Richards an opportunity to speak publicly about the incident. You'll advise though it may have been. I've known him many years, and I know how he works on stage, said Seinfeld. None of that justifies what happens. He's someone that I love, and I know how shattered he is about this, and he deserves a chance to apologize. That's all he wanted, and I thank you for letting him come on. Richard's explanation of making racially offensive remarks while saying he is not racist is reminiscent of Mel Gibson's assertion that he wasn't anti-Semitic after he let off a barrage of Jewish slurs during a traffic stop last summer. Despite what came out of his mouth, that's not what is inside him. Industry colleagues were in no hurry to accept Richard's apology. Once the word comes out of your mouth, and you don't happen to be African-American, then you have a whole lot of explaining, said comedian Paul Rodriguez, who was at the Laugh Factory during Richard's performance. This is what he told CNN. Freedom of speech has its limitations, and I think Michael Richards found those limitations. Well, it certainly has consequences, I think is a better word to put there. Freedom of speech certainly has its consequences, and uh, Michael Richards found those consequences. Veteran publicist Michael Levine, whose clients have included comedians George Carlin, Sam Kennison, and Rodney Dangerfield, called Richard's remarks inexcusable. Comics often face hecklers without losing their cool, he said. I've never seen anything like this in my life. I think it's a career ruiner for him. It's going to be a long road back for him, if at all. Comedian Sinbad was in the audience at Laugh Factory that night. Richards went crazy, he said on CNN's Anderson 360. He kept going and going. Yeah, uh, there's no coming back from this for sure. Eonline.com. Several years after this incident took place, uh, they chimed in about it. Seinfeld's Michael Richards opens up about his racist rant. It broke me down. Again, like, he's... Still, I mean, look, let's give him the opportunity to either make some amends here or to uh, further, uh, you know, bury his own career. Uh, we'll see what he has to say. Uh, but that's not a good place to start. It broke me down again. You know, feel sorry for me. It's, uh, you know, all these excuses, excuses. I still haven't heard anything out of Michael Richards to, 
make me have any sympathy toward him whatsoever, nor any forget and believe he has any sort of uh, uh, remorse for saying this. this. is absolutely inexcusable. Jer- Jerry Seinfeld interviews his old co-star ab- about dropping the N-word at the Laugh Factory seven years ago. And again, over and over, and no offense to Jerry Seinfeld, I love Jerry Seinfeld, I think he's great, but boy, he sure does seem to be doing a lot of apologizing more so than Michael Richards. Like, he's the guy they're running it all through. Let Michael Richards stand for himself. Let him stand out there and say, and we've seen that on, again, that was pretty fresh on David Letterman, but it was terrible and, and not really, at least in my opinion, didn't go anywhere where it needed to go. But, all right, so, the uh, and this article is, uh, you know, this article is very much from E! News back again, this is back in 2012, has to go and talk about everything everybody else done to, uh, you know, I guess lessen the impact of what Michael Richards done. This is their words, not mine. Before Daniel Tosh sparked controversy with his jokes about rape, Tracy Morgan spouted off his opinions of gay people, and Dane Cook made some rather ill-timed riffs on the Dark Knight Massacre. There was Michael Richards. As you surely remember, the Seinfeld favorite marred his Kramer image when he unleashed on a couple hecklers at Los Angeles Laugh Factory with a racial explicit uh, lace rant. Um, after the video went viral, he appeared on the Late Show with David Letterman to say he was deeply, deeply sorry. And years later, he is reflecting on it once again. This time, speaking about the incident to former co-star Jerry Seinfeld on his web series "Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee," the concept of which is exactly what the title says. Our job was not for us to enjoy it. Our job was to make sure they enjoy it. Jerry noted when Michael reflected that he might not have enjoyed his time on the hit sitcom as much as he could have. And that's what we did. That's beautiful because I think I worked selfishly. That's beautiful because I think I worked selflessly, not selfishly. It's not about me. It's about them. Michael responded before turning his talk to the infamous rant. Now that's a lesson I learned seven years ago when I blew it in the comedy club. Lost my temper because someone interrupted my act and said some things that hurt me and I lashed out in anger. I should have been working selflessly that evening. And the incident left it smart on the actor. I mean, let's look at that again. Again, this is about poor pitiful me. You know, something uh, there, there is somebody else's fault. And admittedly, they shouldn't be heckling, shouldn't be arriving late disturbing everybody else, but that did not necessitate this rant. Uh, But he's taking no responsibility for it at all. Uh, I lost my temper. Oh, you know, I have, you know, I need to grow some. I, I lashed out in anger. You know, what did you say, though? I mean, this is, you know, I've been angry before. We all have lashed out and say you know, you made me mad you know what a, you, you don't go down that well unless there is something inherently wrong with you as a human being in your way of thinking i mean that's just simple as you as it can be put you know uh never should those words fly out of uh, out of your mouth especially directed toward exactly the people as you know those words are meant most to hurt be it uh, racist, be it anti-Semitic, be it anti-whatever group of people you you cut loose. That's just, I mean, and then to come back and isn't this such a Hollywood way of, you know, elitist 
attitude of, oh, you know, it's so I, I need to examine myself. I need to, it's, I got to deconstruct everything. Just admit maybe you're a terrible person. <laughs> just admit, just admit maybe you have terrible ideas and you need to work on that. And I'm sorry, you know, like I haven't heard that nearly enough out of Michael Richards. But, oh, we got to look at how it affected him. Oh, it's so, you know. I busted up after that event. It broke me down, he explained. It was a selfish response. I took it too personally. And I should have said, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not funny. I'm not funny. I think I'll go home and work on my material. See you tomorrow night and split or something anyway. But it's just one of those nights. See, again, he is minimizing this so much. Michaels is thankful enough for one thing, the support he got from his longtime friend, Jerry. Thanks for sticking by me. It meant a lot. Michael opened up. But inside, still kicks me around again. Again, you know, not, I, I hurt these poor people terribly. I hurt, you know, people of color terribly with my words. It's all about me, 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 me. Oh, oh but I, I'm, hurt. I'm, I'm hurt from these hurtful actions I did. Just so, just so pretentious. Jerry Seinfeld, who ain't helping this matter, ain't helping matters none here, really, in my opinion, to which Jerry advised, that's up to you to say, I've been carrying this baggage long enough, I'm going to put it down. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. This is all just uh, <laughs> very, uh, very disheartening. Something a little more recent, and we'll conclude here. This is actually from last year, 2022 thethings.com not that familiar with this website it says celebrity reality TV movies TV shows so on and so forth what happened to Michael Richards after the Laugh Factory incident Richards faced major backlash for a foul rant and was cancelled long before celeb cancellations were the norm and this was written by Antonia Girojo once synonymous with playing the eccentric Cosmo Kramer on Seinfeld, actor Michael Richards is now associated with something far less appealing. While Kramer was the lone empathy, empath in a group of thoroughly apathetic and selfish friends, the actor who played him appears to be an entirely different man. Infamously, Richards went on an explicitive-filled racist rant when performing stand-up at the Laugh Factory in California in 2006. Unsurprisingly, Richards faced a major backlash for the foul rant and was canceled long before celeb cancellations were the norm. So what happened to the once respected star after the shocking incident? Here's everything we know. And this is noted, updated August 25, 2022. Since his movie, Faith, Hope, and Love in 2019, Michael Richards has stayed out of Hollywood. It seems as though Richards is trying to stay away from the spotlight and instead focuses on living his life as a devoted husband and father. He is supporting his spouse, Beth Skip, as she re-enters her career as an actress in the upcoming film, Ten Tricks. Uh... It goes on to mention that Jerry Seinfeld got Michael Richards to apologize. Well, sort of. uh, Seinfeld cast member uh, Michael Richards in the B movie. Yes. To the surprise of many, Richards appeared in the 2007 DreamWorks production B movie, which was produced and written by Jerry Seinfeld. So Seinfeld still, you know, his lone source of work, still giving him work. 
Richards voiced the human character Bud Ditchwater. However, the small role wasn't the break that Richards so sorely needed to bounce back after his offensive outbursts. Richards' incident was parodied on Curb Your Enthusiasm, as we mentioned earlier. He married his young girlfriend, Beth Skip, and that happened in 2010, apparently. She was noticeably and significantly younger than Richards. Together, they had a son, Antonio, who was born in 2011. Uh, he, uh, as we mentioned, also he discussed his troubled past in comedians in cars getting coffee, and again failed to really apologize to any great degree. Christie was poorly received and failed to revitalize his career. Some sitcom stars just can't catch a break. Unfortunately, or excuse me, I guess this was Kirsty. Although no, I guess it was called Christy. Kirsty Alley is one of them. After decades of struggling to make a post Cheers comeback, she landed her own sitcom, Kirsty. So I guess it was actually misspelled in the uh, lead of the article here. Kirsty in 2013. Totally forgot that ever existed. Richards starred as Kirsty's driver. Following a series of terrible reviews, the show was canceled after just one season. In a scathing review, the Salt Lake Tribune wrote, quote, It's terrible. A throwback to 70 sitcoms in the worst way possible, with an emphasis on worst. He tried to make a movie comeback, seeing as his return to sitcoms didn't pan out as expected. He tried his hand at the big screen instead. After all, he is famed for having appeared in the 1990 comedy film Problem Child. In 2019, he acted in the religious rom-com Faith, Hope, and Love as the father of one of the supporting characters. Although it has a poor rating of 6.2 on IMBD, uh, it was a fairly popular uh, movie among viewers. The death of of Jerry Stiller devastated Richards. Uh, Fans were heartbroken to learn of the passing of Seinfeld actor Jerry Stiller, who played the hilarious Frank Costanza in 2020. Richards was so upset by Stiller's death that he actually made an Instagram account for the sole purpose of paying tribute to his late friend. Until today, I've avoided social media completely, but I've created this account in order to say something belatedly about a person I love, Richards wrote. He was sued by his neighbors. Yes, what was that all about? Where earlier in 2022, Richards and his wife infuriated their Los Angeles neighbors when they cut trees on a property that doesn't belong to them. Neighbor Maxine Adams is suing the actor, allegedly uh, that he maliciously chopped down her 18-foot, 30-year-old trees in order to get a better view of the ocean. Adams is suing for $262,000 for the destruction of the trees as well as the loss of her property's aesthetic value. So he's still making friends, apparently. And uh, finally, more stories about Richard's bad temper have surfaced since then. Long before the Laugh Factory incident, Seinfeld fans knew that Richard's had a bad temper. Various outtakes show him losing patience with his giggling co-stars, particularly Julia Louis-Dreyfus, whom he scolded during bloopers. Earlier this year, Sarah Silverman spoke out about Richard's terrible behavior when she guest-starred on Seinfeld. A young Silverman played Kramer's girlfriend in the season 8 episode, The Money. But the experience was unpleasant for her, describing Richard's aggressive outburst when she got her line wrong. Silverman said, Blank this guy. Nobody calls him on his crap because he's Kramer from Seinfeld. He walks through the front door and he gets a standing ovation. 
So apparently, Kramer still not making very many friends at all, and uh, done really nothing, in my opinion, to uh, adequately apologize for his obvious racist-filled outburst in 2006. And I know that's a long time ago, and it was a different world and a different time, but it was utterly inexcusable then, and it's utterly inexcusable now. That is why it ranks as one of the 100 darkest moments in pop culture history, uh, putting a dark cloud over a uh, beloved sitcom, Seinfeld, and one of the most memorable characters thereon, is now forever tainted by the just absolutely inexplicable and inexcusable outburst by the character, the actor who played the character Kramer. So, this has been When It Was Cool Dark, and we are very nearing our conclusion to our series, The 100 Darkest Moments in Pop Culture History. At what point in time, you'll be able to access all those in the form of an article at whenitwascool.com. Hope you will check out our other shows there. As a matter of fact, if I could ask a favor of you, if you would go to whatever podcast app you use, be that Apple Podcast, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you listen to shows, And just simply in their search feature, type in the words, When It Was Cool. That should bring up three shows. When It Was Cool Retro Pop Culture, When It Was Cool Dark, and When It Was Cool Wrestling. I hope you will subscribe to all three of those if you're interested in those particular uh, aspects of popular culture. Uh, Maybe give us a positive review. Maybe uh, uh, download those shows and and become uh, part of our When It Was Cool family. And uh, if you like what we're doing, and I hope you do, perhaps you could even become a Patreon supporter where once you come inside, uh, you can get up to 2,000 podcasts in our archive dealing with various aspects of pop culture, including the entire archives of when it was cool dark, when it was cool retro pop culture, when it was cool wrestling, and our hundreds and hundreds of Patreon-only exclusive shows we we do we're probably going to get into some video this year as well uh special patreon only articles and much much more check us out at whenitwascool.com thank you very much for listening and we'll see you here again soon with another show hey everybody carl here from whenitwascool.com i've talked to you a lot about our patreon which is the most important way you can support us but let me remind you of what else we do you can follow us on social media on both and Twitter. Grab the links off the front page of whenitwascool.com. Check out all of our free podcasts on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and other major podcast outlets. Check out Dragon King Dark, along with Stuck in the Desert Podcast, Uphill Both Ways, Wrestling with the Dog, The Thrash Metal Show, Life and Times with KZ, our new show, The Plot, Dragon King Carl Classic Wrestling Audio Show, Fireside Chat, and Hill Mustache Podcast, plus many specials every month. Go to whenitwascool.com for everything retro pop culture and more. Hit that Patreon link for premium podcast content. If you're looking for something fresh and fun to listen to, then bookmark whenitwascool.com.